Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Lackadar Podcast. We are very glad you decided to join us today. Our hope here at Lackadar is that we are more than a podcast, not because of us, but because of God, and that we strive to bring glory to Him because that's the only place where glory is deserved, and that the listeners either come to know Christ if they don't, or built up in their walk with Christ. With that being said, of course, Lackadar does not need to be a substitute for your church body. We pray that you're plugged into a church body and are not letting Lackadar be a substitute for that. But hopefully, Lackadar is helping you in your daily walk. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on our social media pages, which are in the episode description. We hope you enjoy the episode and God uses it. So glad you are tuning in today, whenever you're listening to this morning, night, evening, afternoon, whatever time of day that might be. And for you, glad you are listening. So, with that being said, and trying to, oh yeah, sorry, lost my, completely lost my train of thought. But I'm going to go ahead and pray before we get into our beatitude of the day. Dear Lord, I. I thank you for this day and I thank you for just allowing me to have this opportunity to preach your word, God, and help it to be just that. As I always say, God, and I never want it to get old or just words I'm saying, God, but please help me to speak your words and not my own because my words can't save anyone, God. They can't draw anyone closer to you, but your words can, God, and just please help it to be, help it to be just that, God, your words. Help if someone has stumbled upon this, that they don't know you, that they would come to know you, God, and that you would be glorified first and foremost. Help us to all love you and love each other more every day. And thank you for each and every person listening to this, listening to this and thank you for Jesus, God. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Alright, so if you've been keeping up with the Like It Our Podcast for the past couple of weeks, you know we're going through Jesus' teachings and even smaller than that, right now, we're going through the Sermon on the Mount. And even smaller than the Sermon on the Mount, we're going through the Beatitudes. So that's kind of like a study within a study within a study, I guess. But we have gone through the poor in spirit, those who mourn, and the meek. And today, we are going to get to one of my personal favorite ones. And it's verse 6 of Matthew 5. It says this, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Well, first, we know blessed is the state of well-being from being in the kingdom of heaven. We've already talked about that. So, next word to define would really be righteous. Or righteousness, depending on your translation. So, I keep losing my train of thought. I don't know what's wrong with me today. But, um... Anyway, righteousness, being made right. One thing we need to learn right here off the bat 
is that we are not righteous on our own. There's no possible way we as human beings can be righteous without Jesus. We see Romans 3, specifically Romans 3.10 saying no one is good, no not one. Romans 3.23 coming after that saying for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So no one is righteous in their own self. That's why we have to seek for this righteousness. Where does this righteousness come from? Jesus. God himself. So we see in Psalm 42, 1 through 2, very, very famous passage. It says this, As a deer pants for flowing streams, so, my, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? And then again in Matthew six thirty three. so we'll get to this here in a moment. Or not a moment, it'll be a while at the rate we're going. But Matthew 6.33 says this, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. These are action verbs. Thirsting, hungering, or thirst and hunger. Um, more, well, so I don't know why I said morning. I'm sorry, I don't know what's wrong with me today. Um, seeking and panting for God. These words, especially the ones in storm found in Psalms 42 with the panting and then the hungering and thirsting for righteousness, that is wanting this righteousness more than anything. Let me stop and give you a little example real quick. Have you ever been so thirsty that nothing else, like you didn't want anything else, you just wanted something to drink, like anything else? just sounded horrible to you you're just like give me a bottle of water give me a cup of water just i need water like that's all you wanted when you're thirsty that's typically what it is like you don't want to talk to anybody you don't want to do anything else you just want something that is going to cure that thirst when you're hungry same thing if you're just starving all you want is food something to cure that hunger and that's that's how we should be for righteousness for wanting to be right. And I think this has a double meaning. I think for those who are unsaved, when they want this righteousness, when they want to be a part of the kingdom of heaven, they seek God. They believe that Jesus died on the cross for their sins and rose from the dead. And they ask Him to be the Lord of their lives. They turn over their life completely to Him because they want that righteousness, because they want to be made right with God. And then as and for us believers who I suspect most people listening to this happen to be most people listening to this are believers, we should seek righteousness too. Because on our own, like I said at the very beginning of this, we cannot be righteous. We that should be our number one desire is to seek Christ for his righteousness. And no, we will never be perfect. We will never be righteous on our own. We have to keep seeking it. How do we seek it, you might ask? Well, we have to look for it. And I know that kind of sounds seeking and looking forward to the same things. We have to do these things such as reading the Bible, praying, reading things outside of the Bible like books by godly Christian men and women that can help us grow or creating commentaries about the Word when we don't understand it. Spending time in prayer going to church, 
You know, these sound like Sunday school answers, but there's the, they're the ways to cultivate righteousness, to learn what God likes, what God has said, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, doing these things to be made right. Of course, we know that actions don't produce righteousness outside of salvation. We get saved, and then we do these things to be made more right, only through the power of the Holy Spirit, because we can't do them on our own. But... This is a quote from Tony Evans about this very thing of seeking righteousness. He says, Donuts taste good, but they have no nutritional value. You cannot have a donut level spiritual diet and then wonder why you don't experience God's blessing. Tony Evans said that. And I, that makes a lot of sense. You can't want the things of this world that are fun, or you can't eat the things of this world that are fun, and that produce death ultimately. But in the moment, we think they're so much fun. And we, we love doing them. And we just, we can't get enough of them. And then we wonder, we're like, why isn't God, why isn't God working in my life? Why do I feel far away from God? Why this? Why that? Because you're not doing the things to be righteous. You're doing the exact opposite of righteous. You're seeking things of the world, not things of God. Same thing here. You can't expect to go on a diet and eat donuts. You just can't because it's the opposite of each other. And seeking the things of the world and seeking the things of God are opposite of each other. But those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, those that want it more than anything else in the world, those are the ones that are going to be satisfied. And brothers and sisters, that should be us. The ones that above the things of the world, above going out and getting drunk on Saturday night or Friday night, above wanting to have sex outside of marriage, above wanting to fulfill the desires of the flesh in other ways. We can't do these things and expect to be righteous. We just can't. This word is filled with stuff we can do to cultivate righteousness. We see the fruits of the Spirit. Cultivating those love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. When we're cultivating these things in our life, when we're practicing these things, of course, only through the power of Holy Spirit, we start to be more righteous. Now, I kind of said this earlier, but kind of brushed over it at the same time. Are we ever going to be perfect? By no means. Are we ever going to be righteous in and of ourselves? No. But through Christ, we will be. We can be righteous. And we can produce, we, we can't produce our own righteousness, but He produces righteousness in us. And do we ever get to the point where, we're, where we don't have to search for it? No. I think that the more we search for righteousness, the more we hunger and thirst for it and do the things, and the more righteous we become through Christ's strength, the easier it is to produce to produce that because for instance let's think about this when you are reading your bible it takes a lot to get it to start does it not most of the time it takes a lot of devotion and practice maybe practice isn't the right word but it takes a lot of devotion and being devoted to it to actually get in the word every day and until you do, when you do that and you've done it for maybe a month, two months, it becomes easier. 
to get in the Word every day. Not necessarily a habit, but it becomes where it's something you love and you want to do. And it's easier to do it. Same thing with praying. When we start these things, they're really hard. And not even from a spiritual standpoint. Let's look at playing a sport. When you first start playing a sport, it's very, very hard for you to do. But then the more you get to, the more you get into it, the more you learn about it, the more you do it, it becomes easier. That's us with chasing after righteousness. And it's not something we ever stop doing because let's consider, let's go back to the three analogies. We stop reading the word. Then we're not having any intake of God's word. But then when we, but then one day we automatically decide we want to start back. It's going to take that practice that it did originally. So it's the same thing with righteousness. When we're, when we're pursuing righteousness and then we just decide to stop and start living like the world. And whenever we come to our senses again and realize that we're dirty, rotten sinners in need of a Savior and we get back right with our Savior, repent of our sin, and that righteousness becomes like it was in the, in the beginning, harder to pursue. Same thing with prayer. When you're not talking to God every day, or when you are talking to God every day, then you stop for a little while and you try to get back into it. It's, a, it's hard again. Same thing with the sport. You play the sport for years, you stop, you try to get back into it, it's hard. So what my, my thing about this, and I don't think I'm making this very clear, we have to pursue righteousness. We have to want that more than anything else in the world. And when we do, we'll be satisfied. We will get the righteousness. God's not going to withhold it from us. God's not going to say, nope, you didn't hunger and thirst enough for it. Sorry. When we hunger and thirst and we want righteousness and we seek righteousness, we ask God to be right. We ask Him to help us live the godly life, which with Holy Spirit He does. We read the Word. We go to church. We do these things that are teaching us about righteousness. And we act it out. We hear the Word and do the Word. We're not just merely hearers only, as James talks about. When we... Of course, through power of Holy Spirit, are becoming more and more righteous every day. We're going to be satisfied. Righteousness is not going to be withheld from us when we are pursuing it. Now, another thing I think that God could mean by, or Jesus could mean by this, is that the things of this world that we don't have, the things we lack, we won't really care about. We'll be satisfied with what we have. Because I think that everything else, that we will be so engulfed in Christ and in His righteousness that things we don't have won't matter to us. They'll just seem so dim compared to the things we know that are important, like Christ and His righteousness. Now that might not be what Jesus is saying at all, but I suspect in a little way it is. We will be satisfied. We will have the righteousness we want. If you're not saved and you want to be righteous, when you ask for it, Jesus is not going to withhold salvation from you. He died on that cross for everyone. Everyone. Those that are going to come to Him and those that aren't. Jesus still died for them. But we have to ask for this righteousness. And then once we're saved, we have to still do the things like I was talking about to pursue His righteousness. And then we'll be satisfied. How awesome is that? This, this order, if you will, of righteousness is not like anything else we see any, in any other God. Or liturgy God. 
for all of the other major world religions, you have to be righteous first. You have to be good. And then you come to this God, to whatever little G God it is. And then he, and basically you just, I don't really know much past that, but I know that every other little G God, you have to get yourself right before you come to him. With us, we seek God. We can come to him however we are. If we want the righteousness and we know that the only way to be made right with God is through salvation, we don't have to make ourselves right. We don't have to cure ourselves before we go to the doctor. That's how foolish that is. We come to this God broken and having nothing in order. Then through His strength, He makes us righteous. And we pursue that righteousness. We pursue the things He's told us to do. He lives on the inside of us, teaching and guiding us in the ways we should go to be made more righteous. And then one day we're perfectly right with Him in heaven. Of course, that's a little ways down the road for some of us. Maybe not. But Jesus is the only way to righteousness. And we don't need to take that for granted. And the fact that the righteousness is not going to be withheld from us, that we will be satisfied in Christ, is an amazing thing. And I hope I've made this clear. But let's hunger and thirst for righteousness, for being made right with Christ, for doing the things Christ wants us to do, for being made right. Let's strive for that. Because nobody wants to do bad things, to be a bad person, to... We're all bad people, but... To just be sinful, no one really wants that. Maybe they do. But how much more fulfilling and blessing, how much more of a blessing is it to pursue righteousness, to pursue the things that make us right and make us right with God. And that only comes from God in pursuing Him. So as Matthew 6.33 says, seek Him first. Let's pant for Him daily. Let's want God and His righteousness and living for Him more than anything else in the world. And I know it's been a little bit shorter, but that's all I have for this part. Let's seek God more than anything else in this world. I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then we'll move into closing thoughts. Dear Lord, I, I thank you for this day, and I, I thank you for each and every person listening to this, God. And if there's someone here that doesn't know you, that they would come to, God. They would want to be made right with you. And that we as believers, we would continue to be made closer right with you, God through doing the things you have for us to do, through power of the Holy Spirit, God. That we could just be righteous and seek your righteousness, God. Seek the things that are going to make us right. Help us to love you and love each other more every day, God. Help us to be better men and women in every situation you put us in, God, that we could seek for you and we could love you, God. And if there's someone here, God, they... They have something burdening them, God. I don't know what it might be, God. They would just lay it at your feet. And just please help them. Help them to seek you. Help us to all seek you, God, with everything we have. Help us to love you more and love each other more every day. It's in your name I pray. Amen.
All right. Closing thoughts. I kind of talked about that. I talked about somewhat last week. Preparing your heart for worship. And I feel like that was pretty good. But today I want to say something that I kind of left out last week. And it's something that's been on my heart as well through this. And it's something I've tried to do and I've failed miserably at it. But reading or rather praying this psalm. It's in Psalm 119 verse 18. It says, Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Before we pray, or before we read the Bible, sorry, I misspoke, we should pray to God and say, God, I want to behold something out of your law, out of your word, because your word is so powerful. Your word is the only thing that we, the only book that we should strive for. Yes, we read other books. Yes, we do these other things. But this is God's holy word straight from him. It's our guidebook to righteous living. So, this is something I've been trying to pray. Past couple of days, I've done a little bit better about that. I just want to be transparent with you. I haven't done it since a whole lot since I said to myself that I was going to do it. But I challenge you to do that. Maybe not necessarily Psalm 119.18. But pray before you read the Word and say, God, I just want to open my eyes that I can see and understand and hear your Word. Because God's Word is a holy thing that we should not take it for granted. So when we read God's Word, let's do it with open eyes and open hearts. And pray for that. Because it's not just any book. It's God's Holy Word. And let's not treat it like any book. Let's read it with pure heart. With pure-hearted devotion. Because it's God's letter to us for His glory. So we can be made right. So we can be know how to get a relationship with him be made right we can see his redemptive history all throughout the Bible let's not take that book for granted and that's all I have as far as that goes so sorry this episode has been a little bit shorter than normal and let's just seek righteousness let's be let's seek the things that make us right before Christ let's seek Christ and I don't have anything else to say other than, of course, we still have t-shirts, $20 to you, gray and blue one, um, bracelets, we still have those, pop sockets, and stickers. All of that is no charge to you. All you have to do is say, hey, I would like a insert item here. And yeah, don't think I have anything else other than, of course, if you would like to be on a testimony episode or know, one, know someone who would like to be on a testimony episode, let us know. If we don't know you that well, like I always say, we'll have to sit down and talk with you just to make sure you're solid, as I'm sure you are, but um, just as a precaution. And yeah, so I don't think I have anything else to say other than, I keep saying other than, and then, but I don't think I have anything else to say this time. So I love you guys. Hope you guys have a great week. Go point to the point. Goodbye.